Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Den of Weaves podcast. This is episode six. I'm your host, Bounty Hunter Palin. And as always, I'm with my co host. We got Zerta. Yo. We also have Dragon Soul. Hey, everyone. We also got Best Girl SoCal. It's your boy. So today we're talking about the big three. Obviously, the original big three is Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. And we're also talking about the new generation big three. And in our eyes, we're going with Demon Slayer, Black Clover, and My Hero Academia. So let's get right into the discussion. So who wants to start? So I'm going to start off with uh, talking a little bit about Demon Slayer and just uh, how it compares to some of the uh, older shows, some of the, some of the stuff that uh, we all here grew up with, except for SoCal, who is uh, definitely a heretic. Uh, eight years late, hi. Um, so I feel Demon Slayer does a lot of things way better than the old guard of the big three did. It is very, very well paced. It doesn't really drag. And because of the new uh, seasonal style release, which is going to be something I bring up a lot, um, it also doesn't have, well, as far as I'm aware, it has no filler. And that kind of helps the pacing even more. It doesn't feel like nothing's happening at all. It allows the show to be very fast paced despite its length. And I think that's just... A really big strength of it, especially for the style of show. You know, that's a good point. I never even thought about that. I never it's never even occurred to me that watching a lot of these new animes, you don't really see a lot of filler episodes. You may see OVAs, but it's not like uh Naruto where they have dedicated multiple episodes all throughout the show to just having filler. Yeah, what was that? Uh, Naruto 134 to 218, rest in peace. <laughs> or uh, Vampires and Bleach? <laughs> yeah, I think Naruto had uh, two years of filler at one point. That's what oh, I remember. Oh, it did. It so did, and I am <laughs> so upset about it. But that, that is like the, the beauty of like new anime is that, well, I would say some of them, like like Black Clover doesn't have that, that same benefit, but Demon Slayer definitely did benefit from being a, a seasonal show. Um, that goes with the animation, the art, all that good stuff. They were able to, you know, dump more money into it and take their time with it to make a better product instead of just pumping out episodes each week that are, you know, kind of subpar in quality. Yeah, and that's, uh, I think, going to be the biggest difference for the uh, old guard versus the new stuff. Because something like My Hero, I think, compares very closely to kind of the structure and setup of Naruto. Um, which I'm sure has been absolutely done to death in the uh, anime community. But it's true. It, the shows are pretty similar. You have a protagonist who's not really uh, much of anything. They're kind of being told, which this is shown in everything, obviously, they're being told, A, you won't, you can't do it, you'll never live up to it. And they end up becoming, you know, you know, I'm just describing every shonen that was ever made, so. That's true. <laughs> well, except for One Piece, actually. One Piece doesn't have that, uh, 
at least not at the beginning or what I've seen, and maybe there are flashback arcs later I'm unaware of, uh, but it doesn't have that kind of Luffy being told he can never do it. Um, um, I mean, yeah. It, it, don't it, say it anything. He's, he's, hey, hey, I'm, he's in only, one, I'm in the 180s. He's in the 180s. Okay. What was you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I feel like Luffy does have a tendency to get that, oh, you can't do it, you can't do it. But the thing is, instead of him getting all defeat, like defeated about it, he's, I, my brother and I always say his uh, catchphrase should just be bet. Bet. <laughs> bet. <laughs> like, you can't Believe it. do this. Bet. Oh, man. That's a really good catchphrase for him. I wonder why Luffy's catchphrase isn't. Believe it. Isn't what? Believe it. Oh God! <laughs> Get out of here! Get out! Get out of here! No, no, That's old. my Nendo. <laughs> That's my Pendo. My pirate way. Why are you like this? Oh, uh, but um, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> well, I was I mean, so distracted by what you did. How could you do this to me? Okay. Um, My mind has been tainted. <laughs> so, uh, getting back on track. Oh, yeah, because yeah. all throughout the beginning of the series, and maybe it just, you know, you just weren't thinking about it, but people literally are laughing at him every time he says he's going to be Pirate King. Yeah, but well, unlike... it's different. It's, it's kind of different from, like, other shonen, whereas yeah. it's not so much that Luffy can't do it because, you know... Luffy himself is an underdog. It's more along the lines of that it's such a impossible task and that this, you know, it's still an underdog story, but it's more like everybody in this verse is an underdog, you know, to become the Pirate King, you know, and it's like this this young kid with these big dreams, you know, is kind of like a crazy idea that he's going to be the one that becomes the Pirate King, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that. It feels less like he's an underdog and more like he is. We know from watching the show that he is incredibly powerful. The thing is, he's just unknown. You know, no one just knows who he is. And so he is. This isn't him uh, being an underdog. This is him showing the world that they ain't supposed to be, you know, Fucking with that. <laughs> yeah, like, it's even different than, like, the Dragon Ball Z formula to go back to even before the big three, uh, just briefly. Where even, like, even Goku was the underdog in a lot of his fights because he was fighting things stronger than him and he had to have, like, a power-up moment in the middle of the fight. Um, a lot of the time, at least. But then something like One Piece, where it's like, no, Luffy is just strong. And as soon as somebody, you know, makes fun of him, you can guarantee a few episodes later, they're going to be proven wrong. Yeah. 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 I love when we're starting an episode and, you know, they say the name of the episode and every title of an episode is like a dead giveaway to the the episode itself. But I love sitting there waiting for the episode where it says Luffy versus (laughs) 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 so-and-so. Yeah. It's so good. Luffy shuts up yet another poser. (laughs) 
I just like said, I hands this guy's ass to him. Luffy yeah, throws hands yet again. <laughs> there's very little more satisfying than watching somebody who thought Luffy was uh, nothing to really pay attention to just absolutely lose it when they find out more about him. Because I've just reached, you know, I'm in Skypea right now. Um, and just before that was the moment where he got his uh, 100 million berry bounty. And people were like, oh, he's 30 million? He's nothing. And then the episode that he finally gets to fight this complete jackass. Oh, I, is... I think about that. Hey, wait. Name. It starts with a B. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's Hyena. It's, it's yeah, someone yeah. the Hyena. But in he I just... don't know who y'all talking about. Bellamy. Yeah, yes. Bellamy. Bellamy. Funny thing is I had a teacher named Mr. Bellamy, and I think about that a lot. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, wait a minute. And that was like a really satisfying moment to me. It's kind of akin to, uh, in My Hero, the sports, uh, sports day. Because people were in there were still not really uh, taking Deku seriously. Um, like, they'd see his power, they'd see he was strong. But they were still kind of like, he has no restraint, he has nothing of this. And he showed just how far his dedication can go. It's very different in its execution, but it has kind of the same feel to me for what it did for the show. Now, the only thing I want to add to that is um, comparing like the old generation to the new generation, it seemed like, uh, like especially in One Piece, the themes, they kind of keep going and the fights are still like deep and they all have meaning. Where to me, this is just my personal opinion. When it comes to My Hero Academia, um, all the like depth and like the meaning and all that good stuff for me kind of like ended in season two, like the emotional impact. Now, yeah, there are moments like, you know, uh, Mirio's fight and all that good stuff, but I still think like the old generation was able to still express deep themes and meanings within their fights, whereas like the newer series kind of like, to me, don't still, I mean, they don't invoke those emotions mm-hmm. for me wise. Yeah, I can see that, but uh, I feel season three um, was a little bit of, at least for the fights, was a little bit of a lull, but it did show a lot, a lot of amazing parts. Like, um, the very last fight, we get to see Deku really come into his own as a hero. When he just kind of... Well, he... <laughs> I want to say he goes full villain mode on the main villain. Oh my god, that was great. The fight with Shizaki had a lot, a lot of meaning to me. It was showing that Deku kind of overcame his... Uh, not as good as All Might, not good enough to save everybody kind of thing uh, that he was going through. And he just kind of took the kid's gloves off and showed that he definitely has the potential to be the symbol of peace. Um, like, I kind of agree, though me personally, when I, when I was reading it in the manga, I didn't feel that. And I think the only reason I felt that or felt anything was the anime was just beautiful. 
the way it was animated. That's that's just me personally. Though um, the fight before that that I did actually feel emotions was Deku versus uh, the muscle guy. I think his name was Muscular. Um, that fight had a lot of weight and emotional like aspects to it. Uh, due to the fact like Deku is like crying for his mother because he he genuinely thinks he's about to die. Um, and you can tell he just had like an entire adrenaline rush to save himself and not only himself, but the kid uh, Kota right beside him. And that yeah. was a moment for me where he he seemed like he actually came into uh, like an actual hero or like taking a, a bigger leap to becoming a hero. But yeah, that, that's, that's that I feel is where emotionally uh matured for it but i feel the uh sh- the other fight was uh where he kind of uh proved that he also had the strength for it um although thinking back on it i'm gonna have to like like you still obviously have your uh opinion and this is just mine but i feel like a lot of the fights actually had that kind of uh thing going for him the like emotional investment of the characters and they're not just being fights for the sake of a you know a fight um like uh forgot his name but the red-haired guy um who can make himself harder which that's one hell of a statement one hell of a power but (laughs) (laughs) um just his fight against the dude who has the power to punch really hard i guess (laughs) yeah his name is a rapper rapper Something like that. Yeah. I feel that fight really showed that he was willing to put his life on the line, and it was about saving people, not just himself. That was another fight I really enjoyed. Yeah, um, yeah that Kirishima's fight against uh, Rappa and Fat Gum and the other guy, that was also uh, an amazing fight. Um, and it did have a lot of emotional weight to it. Um, though, for me, it, it seems that um, like the older generation, the way they execute fights and like the themes behind them are just way more impactful to me. And the newer generation, they do have impactful moments and uh, impactful like fight scenes or just things of that nature. Though the the old generation, they also had like messages within them. Um, like we, we were just talking about the whole Bellamy fight. And how at the beginning, when Luffy and Zoro and Nami and all them got there, everybody's mocking them for, you know, his dream of becoming a pirate king. They um, and they're like abusing them, beating them, spitting on them. And Luffy, he just, you know, takes it. And Zoro, the best character in all fiction, uh, Zoro's just sitting there, listening to his captain. And he took that beating as well. And then at the end, everybody thought Luffy was just weak. And then he showed Bellamy, like, I'm not weak and fought for his dreams, you know? I think that's just way more impactful. than For me, that whole, like, arc of Jaya was way more impactful than most of My Hero Academia for me. Same. Uh, quick fix, though, was Luffy didn't fight for his dream. Uh, in fact, he went out of his way not to. Instead, he fought for his friends because the only reason he went over there and kicked his butt was because he and his crew, uh, Hyena, attacked the guys who were helping him with their ship while they were out in the forest. And when he came back and saw that they all got their asses kicked, 
he decided it was time to go over there and show him a thing or two. Yeah, and I really... You are right. And I really appreciated the, uh, the throwback there uh, with Luffy just letting him meet on him. Because it was like... Uh, it was a throwback to me, at least, to the flashback where we saw um, Red Hair Shanks telling... Uh, or, like, letting the uh, bandits, you know, dump wine on his head, make fun of him, mock him. And he said, well, it's just not worth it. They're only words. <laughs> and Luffy's just, like, doing the same exact thing that Shanks did there. And I thought yeah, that like, was a really cool throwback. Like, pick your battles kind of thing. It's just like, if he's, yeah, he's calling me names. He's talking shit, but whatever. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw a punch because there's no point. Yeah, it's like, this guy is so far below me that I don't even need to lift my finger. Like, he can insult and injure me all he wants. He doesn't matter. Ooh, I know. Which, that... which just... I like how Nami takes the place of young Luffy, though, mm -hmm. when she's the one he's getting all upset. Like, she didn't get it. Right, I mean, and... Yeah, thank because it's been so long since I I watched that scene, but that whole that whole arc, like I said, is just amazing to me, and especially like you just said, it is a a callback, and it just goes in like a a full circle moment that when I look at like I, I mean I haven't finished the Demon Slayer manga, so I'm, I can't really speak on it too in depth, but when it comes to like Demon Slayer, Black Clover, and uh, My Hero Academia, um. I feel like I don't see those things as much, um, though I definitely um, enjoy these series. Uh, like for me, Black Clover is um, Black Clover to me is the Naruto of this generation, though. Oh. The uh, how, how do I put this? It just doesn't hit the same way that Naruto does, especially when it comes to to its themes and stuff for me. Yeah. Now, just to. uh we've talked a lot about One Piece and uh, My Hero, but we haven't really given anything else any love yet. Um, let's yeah. move on to uh, how did you guys feel, or how do you feel uh, Bleach holds up? Especially against the newer generation. At least early Bleach. I don't think Bleach aged well. Honestly, I hate to say it. I really enjoyed Bleach when I was in, gosh, high school, so... A while ago, but not that long ago. <laughs> I've never even seen the show. Um, I was going to say I'm not, you know, fully caught up to Bleach at all, anime or manga wise. Um, but I would say that um, the way Bleach opened up for me is way weaker than the other big three and also the new generation for me. Um, it did take me like almost a decade to get into Bleach. Because the opening for me was just such a drag. Though I know a lot of people loved it, but I didn't like it so much. Though when you look at like the early arcs, especially Naruto, the early arcs and like even One Piece for me, which I didn't like as well, they definitely hold up better than how Bleach started. Though from what I've seen in the like spoilers for me in the manga and like some of the anime, um, I would still put Bleach up there um, compared to the rest of uh, other shonen. So. For me, Bleach and a bit into Naruto as well, the shows just seem like we watch them for the fights. We watch them for the fight scenes where uh, a lot of newer shows are putting a bigger emphasis on um, 
the story itself. Admittedly, you know, because this is just how it's always going to be for these kinds of shows. Hold on, I'm pausing to see if my dog jumps down and makes a lot of noise or if he's going to lay back down. <laughs> he's decided to lay down. Okay. Um, for me, the newer shows put a greater emphasis on the story, but they also put a huge emphasis on the animation quality now, and I feel like it does detract a bit from the story, but specifically Bleach and Naruto, if we're talking about them, we watch it, let's be honest, we're watching it for the cool fight scenes. Yeah. And honestly, those are the only things I remember about Bleach. I mean, me personally, I'm going to have to disagree. Um, Like, for me, I watch... My hero, Black Clover, Fire Force, Demon Slayer for the fights. Um, like Demon Slayer, I did not, I did not want to watch Demon Slayer until I saw uh, Tanjiro versus uh, uh, what's his name, Ryu, whatever, the the Spider Demon guy. I didn't, I didn't wow, watch that Demon took Slayer. Took you a while. It took you a while yeah, like, to actually watch it. I watched episode one and two, and I thought it was boring. I dropped it. And then I think they was in the forest becoming uh, slayers, whatever. And it was like a crazy fight in animation. And that's honestly what got me into it. Though when we're talking about like Naruto, One Piece, I-, I can't speak on Bleach, but Naruto and One Piece, what got me into those series was like the themes and the stuff around it. Like, you know, Naruto, uh, the first arc with the uh, the bridge and stuff. The, the fights were cool, but just the themes around it of, you know, what it's like to actually be a ninja, how cruel this world is, stuff like that was what drew me in. And like all the things we talked about with One Piece, that was what drew me in. Um, the the one scene that I always talk about that really hit me, it took a while, but the whole Water 7, oh, shoot, you're not in Water 7. Uh, are you in Water 7? Oh, nope. my God. I hate you. I hate everything about you. Zerna, cover your ears. We need to talk about this. Uh, you guys can talk about that before too long. I'm still binging through One Piece at oh. a uh, somewhat alarming pace. Binge faster. Not, no, I'm not even going to say faster. it. I'm Do not going to say it because you need to experience it for yourself. Uh, but but uh, it was a, a very impactful moment in Water 7. And it was purely the emotional aspect of... I want to talk about it so bad. Now, I didn't so, include one piece in what I was I saying. I definitely said Naruto and Bleach. Yeah. All I remember about Bleach is cool swords and cool <laughs> fights and Grimjaw being hot. <laughs> How dare I've you, never... Ukiora, for I've life. Okay, he was first crush, aside from Ichigo himself. But uh, I kind of see what you're saying, Palin. Um... But at least for me, outside of early Naruto, um, having like a lot of really cool emotional moments, as the show kind of went on, it felt like it had a lot less of those cool moments where it's like, you know, all about uh, what is this character? What are their motivations? How do they interact with these uh, bad situations? And became more about... You know, ooh, what's the cool fight going to be? Um, oh, no. Which was very good, and it never really lost those. It just felt like it shifted its efforts in what it was trying to be. 
Um, nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. I think, like, Shonen Battle series are going to be Shonen Battle series and have really cool fights. But, I don't know, at least for me, I feel it lost a lot of that uh, energy it had with the bridge crew um, as it went on and gained uh, just more interesting uh, battle dynamics. Um... I'm going to disagree because I'm a Naruto fanboy. I'm just going to make it really oh, quick. Wrong. I'm not dissing Naruto. Listen, like, I'm a Naruto fanboy. Yeah, the I'm not. only reason I disagree is because when it gets to the war arc, I would say, yeah, it was mainly about like crazy fights. And I, actually, I would agree that the emotional scenes like de- decreased. But when it came to like Shippuden, like the whole Shikamaru uh, fighting Hidan, the emotional aspect of that and, you know, Shikamaru having to, like, grasp his master dying, um, you know, Gara getting captured and all that dynamic oh, yeah. between Naruto and Gara, uh, Naruto meeting his parents when he's trying to master, you know, yeah. uh, the Nine Tails. Like, it was so much uh, Itachi uh, coming back and, you know, now, telling his brother to, you uh, love him. Not to cut you off here, but that is kind of, like, my point. It's less... Because, like, those to me... Are more cool battle moments, cool things Couldn't that are happening, and not interesting scenarios the characters find themselves in. And it's more about it's more about kind of the battle, the jutsu, and less about hey, these are ordinary people that these guys are gonna save. They're going through something kind of rough, and I don't know. It just feels different. Which I also feel is kind of just the nature of shonen to have that power creep. And the smaller things become a little bit less important once Naruto can solo basically every single person from the Zabuza era. Now now I have to make a three hour long video discussing about Shikamaru crying after Asuma died. I have to now. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't have those moments. And I am not dissing Naruto. I'm just saying it has less of them. No, I, I get you. I get you. Like, at least to me. Um, also, got some uh, bad news to you about Bleach if you're not digging the opening. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, it, uh... Y- you know, I think just, uh, it, it, for my taste, it starts to decline. Like, I still love it, everything, up until uh, the final fight against one of the uh, big bad guys they set up. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but everybody who's seen Bleach uh, through knows what I'm talking about. You might like it uh, longer than I did, just for what I think I'm seeing draws you to shows. But Bleach has a very, very hard decline as the uh, author started to get kind of overwhelmed with his work and wasn't really ready for the Shonen uh, production schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, I think Bleach is kind of the perfect example of the Shonen slide, where after the Soul Society, things start to slowly slip. Um, although I do think Bleach has, even af- even in its decline a lot of really good moments with um, a lot of characterization, which 
I will admit, comes in at the absolute cheesiest time possible for a lot of the villains. But at the same time, it still has those moments. It shows us who they are as people, why they fight, and what's going through their mind. And I just think it's absolutely amazing. God, I I hyped myself for Bleach again. (laughs) I mean, since you're talking about that uh, that power creep, um, are you all caught up to the My Hero Academia manga? No. Although that, I know some and, things, and uh, I know there's some power creep. We're talking about yeah. the animus. You said what? I said we're talking about the animus. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into it. It's just that My Hero Academia's power creep I think is 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 going to reach what you're referring to pretty soon, um, yeah. and I I'm kind of eager to see how Horikoshi is going to write him write himself out of a corner that I feel like he wrote himself into, um, but yeah. hopefully he he can actually you know not stay in that hole that I think he's going to fall into. But yeah, yeah. Hopefully he didn't write himself into a corner uh, in the style of you know the Naruto mangaka literally saying at one point. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to deal with Madara. He's too strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we have to talk about that later. Yeah, that's that's a discussion for another time. So the one show uh, we don't seem to have given more than like half a sentence to at the beginning is Black Clover. So I'm going to admit something here. I haven't seen very much about Black Clover at all. Um, but what I do know is what I've heard, and I kind of want you guys to elaborate on this for me. Uh, from my understanding, the main character's voice sounds like uh, he is being put through a cheese grater, <laughs> and it has some issues with pacing at the beginning. Um, you guys going to offer it a defense, uh, kind of agree with that, but explain a bit. I wasn't planning on having to defend it or anything. I just wanted to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to know what is, like, where are these criticisms of it coming from? I've said it before. I'm saying it again. To me, uh, Black Clover is just palette-wise darker uh, fairy tale. (laughs) That's how it feels to me, you know? He, he he is uh, hard-headed, he's got a rare power, and he joins a guild. <laughs> or I guess if you've watched the show, uh, you'd probably correct me and say he's got a, ra- uh, a rare lack thereof of power. To the point where he's like, void power. <laughs> <laughs> well, the... I love Black Clover. Like Black Clover to me is the best new shonen. Though I can admit that the anime opened really bad. Um, from what I was told, like at the beginning when it first aired, that the voice actor, the Japanese voice actor, that was the first character he voiced. Oh and no! They told him like he, it got so many like so much complaints that they told him to calm down 
that he was just sounding horrible. So the first the first couple of episodes of Black Clover are pretty bad due to the voice actor, but he calmed down after that. Um, but what I would say, um, Black Clover did have pacing issues and all that good stuff. But Noelle, who is the main uh, female protagonist of the series, is way better written than pretty much every other female protagonist in all shown it. I'm I'm going to stand by that statement. Um, <laughs> main character wise, Asta is pretty generic, but I would say Noelle kind of breaks the mold in that. Um, and it it is a really enjoyable series, though some of the arcs that they wrote was could have been cut out completely. But that's just in my opinion. Are you all uh caught up at all to the anime or manga or anything? I'm not caught up. The last thing I saw was yeah, undersea part. Okay. And uh spoilers don't really bug me for most shows. Just uh some of them like One Piece it would bug me, but Black Clover I don't yeah. feel I would be. And I'm pretty by. sure SoCal you have even seen Black Clover. I haven't, but I have seen um, I've seen a little bit of fairy tale and it didn't really catch my attention. So I'm I'm assuming I mean, I don't want to be quick to judge and be like, well, I didn't like this. So I'm not going to like this. But um, it never really like jumped out to me. Uh, so that's kind of why I never really watched it. Yeah, um, that's understandable. Yeah. Fairy- Black Clover is definitely different than fairy tale. Way different to me. Yeah. It's different. The only thing that's the same is they have magic, but the magic systems are completely different. Um, but Asta does have a lot of similarities to Naruto because he have um a demon in him, all that good stuff. So it's it's pretty similar to Naruto, and a lot of people got turned off because of that. Bruh, but that's a spoiler. That is not a spoiler. That happened on like page two of the manga. <laughs> no one ever said in the anime that he's got a demon in him. Yes, it did. It said it on, I swear, page two of the manga. You guys are going to make me spit my soda out. <laughs> but no. Nah, Asta, I don't know. P- people need to give Black Clover a chance. I could, like, rant and rage about this series, but now I can do that for, like, three hours. It's, it's really a good show, though. It doesn't get the love it deserves. And uh, so taking more of a uh, kind of broad look at the um, at the new big three, what would you say like their impact has been culturally on the community? I mean, My Hero Academia has like swept the whole like anime world by storm right now. I mean, it's by far the biggest one. I mean, I've never even really heard of Black Clover until kind of recently. And then, um, which one was the other one? I feel bad for not remembering. Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. That one was also pretty popular, but I don't see as much of uh, Demon Slayer as I do with My Hero Academia. So I definitely think that My Hero is like the top, like the number one right now. Demon Slayer is uh, kind of on a break right now, um, Mm. unfortunately. (laughs) I found it very enjoyable, despite some people's opinions. Um, I thought it had a really good storyline. Oh, but it does remind me of another thing that I wanted to talk about, which was how modern day anime 
has like this asphyxiation with gore now. If oh. anyone yeah. else has noticed that. Like I see it everywhere and in everything, and especially in things that are supposed to be cute. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what the what the fascination with like cuteness and gore is. I never really understood that. I'm like, uh, you know, different strokes for different folks, I guess. But you know, it's just uh, why I don't I why. Think it's just that <laughs> yeah. it's become something that you can more readily show on TV in like entertainment for basically any age. And it's kind of uh, because they can and it's new that they can. It's getting a lot more use than it should. And I'm really hoping they dial it back. Like I'm not against gore, but it, it seems so gratuitous a lot of the time and just kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Like it it even shows itself in a lot of anime that I just enjoy and it kind of ruins it for me. Like it it could ruin entire episodes for me just because I'm like this was totally unnecessary. There's been none of this up till now. You just you're you're throwing me off. I was, I was, I came here to enjoy myself and honestly, I feel attacked. <laughs> you know, you can't just yeah. throw that at me. You can't just have like this person's intestines spooling out everywhere and have some grotesque night. abomination. And now that's not to say that old anime does not have that. But it's not in thing. It's not in the old shonen, at least. Um, at least not that I'm aware of. Like even Dragon Ball Z, if the guy had a hole in his chest, they didn't show anything spilling out. And Bleach, if uh, somebody got cut in half, there was just a big blood blood splatter. Um, they didn't like it. Got the message across. This person is a goner. But it wasn't. Unless you count Full Metal. Yeah, Full Metal has some disturbing scenes. But, like, and I'm not saying it doesn't have a place. I mean, for the love of God, Akira exists and is a masterpiece that you should absolutely never watch while in a, uh, let's call it, altered state of mind. So, um, as for the older generation, how do you feel that uh, impacted not just the culture at the time, but also the way that anime was made and just basically how do you feel it impacted anime as a whole um me personally i would say the uh older generation definitely um created a bunch of anime fans you know myself included and it also brought anime to the west though the new generation did a, a better way um, of gaining new followers who would never have watched anime a day in their life. Um, a lot of uh, people's first anime now is My Hero Academia and Demon Slayer that came out last year. And these uh, new generation uh, shows definitely, I would say, did a better job of making anime more accessible to most people. 
Um, personally, in my opinion, uh, and this is just kind of from what I've seen, I've watched a few episodes of My Hero Academia, and I've seen bits and pieces of Demon Slayer. But to me, it seems like a lot of these newer animes that are coming out are kind of what well, they are drawing in more people to like the, the anime scene and all of that. But it seems like they're uh, it's kind of directed more towards kids now or not kids, but like the younger generation. And while they do have like some of these darker undertones and darker scenes and stuff, it still seems like somewhat child friendly, at least from what I've seen. So. Uh, this goes to show you didn't see Demon Slayer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely correct. <laughs> At least with my hair academia, though, for sure. That one's that one seemed I mean, um, my sister-in-law's niece wanted to be Todoroki for Halloween this year. I'm like, OK. And she's like really little. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. My <laughs> hero is definitely more kid friendly and has got a lot of good themes going for it. Um, I would be comfortable with my kids watching that. Yeah. And like, I bring that up because like, when I was when I was younger, when I was that age, if you, if you were into like anime, if you were into like, any of that nerdy stuff, it's like you got made fun of for that shit, we, we would get picked up, like we would get picked on. But now it's kind of cool to see like younger generations getting into this and it's be kind of kind of becoming more normalized. So I'm like, Oh, cool, you know, now they don't have to get picked on for it. And yeah, and uh, my feeling about my feelings about the older generation are kind of like what Palin said. It brought anime to the West. I feel it really... And this is going to sound very much like the plot of, eh, insert generic shonen here. But it really paved the way for the new generation to be able to not just introduce it to a new audience, but normalize it with that audience. Mm -hmm. It introduced an entire new kind of show to an entirely new audience and one that was ready for even more of it later on. Mm -hmm. it, and not just that, it made a lot of the tropes that are still exist in a lot of shows today. Yeah. Yeah. And in my opinion... These old shows and you old folk are probably going to be upset to hear it, but you know, their time has passed. And although they're definitely still, you know, a staple, you know, you should see it and see where uh, current anime came from and originated, they're not going to be in the big five again. I can't see them. Making their aside aside from One Piece, which is still going and still going strong. Um, I, I was raising my pitchfork, and then just as you said that, I started lowering it again. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's what I thought. But <laughs> I mean, Naruto has already stepped back. They brought out their their new kid Boruto. I haven't seen any of that, but oh, we're going to. Uh, and Bleach just needs to step down to it's in my it's opinion it was done dead. a long time ago in my opinion it ended uh, just right before we found out what a uh, oh I forgot what those 
people were called. It ended after Aizen's fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It ended after the uh, final... I forgot his attack's name. Oh, my God. Okay, you could stop now. It's You're interrupting me anyway. Sorry. <laughs> but basically, I'm saying the old shows are ready to step down or step back, and the new shows are here to bring in fresh faces, but are still enjoyable for even those of us who watched the old shows. I mean, that's why we're here now. We're here doing this podcast talking about anime because those old shows brought us here. But now we're talking about the new stuff, the big stuff, the things that everyone is watching now. I don't know if that made sense. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. But that's all we have for this week's episode of the Den of Weeds podcast. Again, my name is Bounty Hunter Palin. You can find me on YouTube at Bounty Hunter Palin and also on TikTok at Bounty Hunter Palin. This is Zerta. You can find me on Facebook at Zerta Media. And you can find me on YouTube at Zerta MTG. This has been SoCalRad. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at SoCalRadCosplay. And this is Dragon Soul. You can find my art account on Instagram at DragonSoul48.